Hello, everyone, and welcome to Level the Field Leadership. So for today's topic, there are three things that I want for you to think about. Number one, what are you doing as a leader to make the work environment fun? Number two, how can you break out of the monotony of the day-to-day? And number three, what does the research say about employees who have fun at work? So we'll talk about all of these things and more on today's episode of Level the Field Leadership. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Level the Field Leadership. My name is Dr. Rachel Gallardo, and as always, I'm thankful that you have decided to tune in to today's episode. Um, The whole purpose of this podcast, as many of you know, is to level the field of challenges that you encounter in the work environment by having the tools necessary to correct any issues that might come up. I do believe that workplace burnout is very real, and anything that we can do to reduce burnout and fatigue in our leadership roles will ultimately have a positive impact on our team. So I do try to post episodes on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month. If this is not your first episode, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back. Uh, Be sure to subscribe and comment on the episode, share it with other people so it'll help them. Your comments do help get the words out. And I just, I can't thank you enough. Um, And I'm just, I'm really happy to have everyone here. And if this is your first episode, then welcome. I'm very happy to have you. Um, And for many of you, uh, you know that I do kind of base everything that we're talking about on scripture and just different things that I'm dealing with on a personal level. So today's scripture is all about Proverbs 17, 22. Um, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So what are we talking about today? Well, today we are talking about having fun. So how can you as the leader create fun at work and with your team? So being a leader is not just about being the responsible person that's submitting deadlines on time, um, and that is, you know, holding people accountable, and those are all very transactional items. Yes, we should be innovative. Yes, we should be brainstorming. Yes, we need to be moving our team forward, and I don't deny how important those things are, so I hope you understand my heart whenever I say those things. Leadership really and truly does set the tone for the work environment, and as the leader, you should be setting the tone for what your expectations are for the team. Yes, there are moments when the team needs to focus on work to complete a task and the operations need to continue. Customer service issues need to be addressed. You know, the to-do list needs to be taken care of. But on the flip side of that, there's a lot of advantages to creating fun and you as the leader setting the example of what that looks like with your team. And so I did some digging and I wanted to, to look up some research just to make sure that it wasn't just me that's like, you know, this we need to kind of break it up a little bit. There is a ton of research that shows if leaders can help incorporate more fun in the work environment, then it's actually going to improve your your team. It's going to improve productivity. And I've actually got the numbers to prove it. So let me give you a couple of these statistics. And and I was looking up different things on engagement and um, employees that feel connected with their coworkers. So one article I found on um, from Harvard, Harvard Business Review stated that 81% of employees who noted their work environment was a great place to work also said that their environment was fun. So there's a there's a connection that's there. And, you know, correlation does not mean causation. So I'm not saying that just because we say that it's a great place to work, that it's all, you know, 100% because the work environment was fun. But if 81% of the work in, of, of people say that they're great, their place that they work at is a good place to work, 
and part of that reason is because it's fun, then this is definitely something that we should be noticing, that we should take into consideration whenever we're looking at how our, our environments are functioning, um, what our workplace culture looks like, and what impact that's having on other people. I found another article from finances um, financesonline.com, and they stated the following three things. So number one, companies that have high employee engagement enjoy 17% more productivity. Second thing the article went on to say is a 20 to 20, 20 to 25% improvement in productivity results from employees who feel connected. So if somebody feels connected with the other people that they're working with, they're liable to increase their productivity by 20 to 25%. And then also to an increase in employee engagement can increase retention rates by up to 87%. My goodness, 87%. If people feel engaged with their work, they're more likely to stay with the organization on an 87% level. I mean, what could you do if your retention rates went up by 87%? If your HR team wasn't spending all of their time having to recruit and replace and recruit and replace and exit interview, recruit, replace. If you as a leader didn't have to spend all of your time trying to force more productivity on your team, like you're not, you're not having to hound them, like be productive, be productive, be productive. If you could fo focus your time, effort, and energy into other areas and the productivity just naturally came, I mean, 20 to 25% improvement in productivity, what would that look like for your own organization? What would it look like to have things function at a 25% better rate than what they're doing right now? How much more of an effective leader could you be if the results were higher and the operations were functioning at a more efficient level, this would leave you to be more innovative and you would have what's called the cognitive load to do more brainstorming and creative thinking for process improvement. You wouldn't be so stressed out on all of those transactional things. You would actually have more ability to be transformational. And that's where the pulse of really great leaders really and truly lie. They're able to transform. They're able to be innovative. They're able to to implement new ideas and, and creative thought to their world. I mean, ultimately, whenever we're talking about fun, what, what we're trying to, to have happen is have the brain release what's called dopamine. Dopamine is our happy neurotransmitter. It makes us feel better whenever we're doing an activity that is fun and, and it usually puts us in a better mood, which means that we're more likely to do that activity again. And you know, if we're really trying to make people be more productive, and if if that's what what we want to do, then putting people in a good mood is a part of that. I mean, I know whenever I'm in a bad mood, or if I'm really upset or sad about something, the last thing I want to do is work. Like I just I don't feel like working if I, if my head is not where it needs to be. And so, in summary, a more engaged workforce by promoting a more fun environment can make your team more productive and satisfied with their work. It really and truly is a mutually beneficial relationship when leaders make it a point to try to infuse more fun to their work environment. Okay. So how in the world do you do this? So let me be 100% clear because I just I feel like I can't overstate this enough. There truly, truly needs to be a balance. I am not advocating for people to only work three hours a day and then play foosball the rest of the day and then still be paid for you know, the remaining five hours of work, even though all they did was, was play foosball. I mean, unless you are a foosball company and, you know, you have foosball teams that go to foosball competitions that no, that that's not 
what I'm referring to. I mean, if, if you're able to do that and that's your company, then I mean, kudos to you. For the rest of us, that's just, that's not feasible. I'm also not advocating for leaders to stop holding their team accountable. So sometimes people will say, oh, we'll make it more fun by just letting people do whatever they want. And there's, you know, we don't have to hold them to any standards. No, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. If something needs to be done and the employee is not doing it, as their leader, you need to adjust the behavior, hold people accountable to do their jobs, you know, set those expectations, set those goals, that 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 doesn't stop. So what is it that I do mean whenever I talk about making the work environment more fun? Well, I have a couple of suggestions. Take what works for you, leave what doesn't. I'm going to start with the basics and then we'll go into some other more creative things that maybe you can consider implementing. And even if you don't implement any of these, maybe this just kind of helps get the creative juices flowing for what you as a leader can do um, for your team, what's feasible for you to be able to implement with your team. So starting with the basics, once a month, you should be celebrating birthdays. Like, come on, like get everybody together. You know, currently this is being recorded for the month of March. If you haven't already celebrated your March babies in some way, shape, or form, you should send out that email right now. Go to HEB, go to Kroger, buy the cake, you know, bring it to work. And let's just all celebrate people having a birthday this month. Okay. It's a it's a quick thing. You know, we sing happy birthday, we cut the cake, we hang around, talk for a little bit, and then you know, we can all go back to work. It breaks up the monotony of the workday. People feel seen, they feel recognized, they feel acknowledged. And then, um, you know, it, it just it creates that camaraderie. Again, we're looking to increase that dopamine and sugar increases dopamine. So once a month having cake is no problem. I don't recommend doing this every day because, you know, we still want to have a, a healthy workforce. And to supplement to that, we should also be celebrating anniversaries. If you don't have some sort of standardized system in place to thank people for the service to the organization and give them some sort of unique gift, you know, have everybody in the office sign a card. Um, give them a gift card, have them decide where the office should bring in lunch for the team for that month or or something like there should be something to recognize people working for the organization and, and their their years of service for being at the organization. I mean, people like to be fed. And with inflation being the way that it is, if if individuals know that once a month they don't have to worry about bringing in or spending money on lunch, you're going to make people happy. You're going to give them a chance to come together over food and to have some fellowship with one another. And that's just, that's an overall positive thing. Uh, something else that I, I recommend, and this is still kind of in the basic category, change up what people can wear. So jeans on Friday is a pretty common thing. It just makes for a little bit more of a relaxed atmosphere going into the weekend. Uh, here in Houston, you know, we're celebrating the, the rodeos going on. So if you're not doing a Go Texan day, you know, once a year for your team, if, if you're in Texas and you understand what I'm talking about, then that would definitely be something to do. Um, but but even having some sort of like theme days. So encouraging people to dress up for Halloween, uh, encouraging, you know, maybe maybe once a quarter we we do, you know, like a, a decade day. So everybody dresses like the 80s or everybody dresses like the 70s or even the 90s or whatever. You know, people still get to be productive. They're just changing what it is that they're wearing. But seeing someone dressed like from that particular decade, so, you know, seeing somebody dressed from the 80s can remind people of, you know, younger, younger days and, you know, some will call it the good old days and, oh, I remember when and ultimately this helps build camaraderie for your team. It brings people together because people have common experiences. 
The problem is whenever we're in our work mindset, we don't stop and consider the other person as a human being. So you connect with others when you realize other people's realize, you know, experience the same thing. And that whole you're not alone component can really make us feel good. Ta-da, there's the dopamine release, right? So it makes us feel connected. It makes us feel better. And it, it just, you know, gives us a moment of reflection, a moment of mental pause before we keep going through all of the, the things that we need to do for our job. So you might say, Rachel, I'm already doing this. People are getting fed once a month for their anniversary. You know, we do the birthday thing. We do the GoTexan thing. You know, we're already doing this. So here are some suggestions that you may are not, maybe you're not implementing within your work environment. So one suggestion, create a book club. So this can be something where, you know, the team reads a different book every quarter, you know, have people meet every other Friday during the lunch period. We can get together. We'll discuss the book, what works, what doesn't work. You know, we're going to read these, you know, next for our next book club. We're going to read the next two chapters over the next two weeks. And it, it gives people a chance to to, again, take a mental break from their day to day work. You're encouraging your team to actually have lunch and you're giving them the space to come together. You know, and that book club, you can mix up the genre. So maybe the first quarter we do a fiction, the second quarter we do some sort of autobiography, the third quarter we do some sort of sci-fi thing. And so no matter what interest somebody has from a, a reading perspective, then they have an opportunity to join in on the book club. And this isn't something where once you go to a book club one time, you're you're fully locked in no matter what. Give people that that freedom and flexibility to kind of come and go. And if a book suits them and they're excited about a particular book, cool, they can join you. Um, but if not, then they can circle back around for the next book. So that's that's one suggestion I have. Another section suggestion that I have is to create a dad joke board. So have a board. If if you're more face-to-face, -face, if people have kind of returned to the work environment, you know, set this up in the common area where, you know, maybe it's in the, the faculty break room or by the coffee machine. And it's just, you know, I'll encourage your employees to write a dad joke and post it to the board. So the dad joke, you know, it can make people laugh. It's going to bring people together. Um, remember, it, it, we're increasing our dopamine, right? Laughter is an amazing way to increase dopamine. If your team is virtual, then send out a link like, hey, I've just created a virtual bulletin board for us. Feel free to post your dad jokes. And then, you know, once a month, you can kind of send that out to your team and say, hey, there's some really great dad jokes on here. You know, take a mental break and hopefully enjoy some of these. And so I'm going to help you out. I went to a website from Men's Health and they had a list of 200 dad jokes. And I picked the one that I just the first one that literally kind of made me laugh out loud. So here's your dad joke to kind of get you started. Did you know the first French fries weren't cooked in France? Well, that's because they were cooked in Greece. You get it? In Greece. Haha, -ha, because they're French fries. See, I just made you laugh a little bit. Yes, it's a it's a it's a nerdy joke, but it's still a joke. It breaks up the monotony. It's not offensive. Like it just it's it's just a nice little haha -ha moment. And then we can we can move forward. And your team is funny. Like they've got some funny things to say. They've got some funny comments. They've got some funny jokes. Please encourage them to remain professional with their jokes. But still, that that can be something that just kind of makes breaks up the monotony and, and keeps the work environment fun. Another thing that you can do is to gamify the different tasks that your employees have to accomplish. And there are a number of websites that allow you to keep track of productivity, but keep track of it in such a way that it comes across as the game. 
And then people can upload their information. They can upload their results. They can see where the rest of the team is at and, you know, set up some sort of prize at the end of it. You know, if you go out to Etsy, there's a ton of, of small businesses that are creating very unique trophies. So have somebody create an, a unique trophy for your team once they have accomplished or they've won whatever gamified task it is that you're currently doing. So at my organization, we are doing this sort of with fitness and we're in competition with other organizations. And, you know, we upload our, our fitness that we've done for the week and then we get certain stars and, um, you know, we're in competition with other people within the organization, but then we're also in competition with other organizations. So we are united against other, other um, entities, but then we're also remaining competitive internally as well. And those stars are really, are really valuable and can really help you um, see what you've accomplished. Something else, so I've got two more that you can do to kind of add a little bit more fun to the work environment. Change the scenery. So instead of meeting in the same conference room, maybe the whole group can meet outside. So please keep in mind that, you know, temperature needs to be considered here. As somebody with really severe allergies, now is not the time that I want to meet anybody outside. You know, consider your employees with disabilities because we certainly don't want for them to feel excluded if they're not able to go outside. But just change the scenery a little bit. If, you're, if your organization has just kind of a common area with couches and, and you know, chairs instead of just sitting at a, a conference table, maybe that's where you, you meet to have a conversation. Um, if everyone is remote, then send out an email letting your team know that, hey, you know, I'm going to be working at XYZ Coffee Shop on this particular day and invite them to join you, even if it's for an hour or so. They don't have to stay the whole time, but you're helping and you're encouraging people to break out of their routine. You're helping them kind of, of change scenery so that that can always make us a little bit more creative if we're not doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it just, it, it does help kind of break up the monotony. So what are some things that you can do to, to help break people out of their, their day-to-day, -day, their, their comfort zone, more or less? And then my final suggestion is to give people the gift of time. Now, this one might throw you for a little bit of a curveball. So in all of the other examples, I've, I've encouraged you to either give something to the employee, buy something for the employee, have the employee read or dress differently to try to create fun. But this one falls strictly on you. So whenever I say give people the gift of time, let me ask you, how long does that meeting really need to be? And are you scheduling meetings for your employees back to back to back? So for me, if I know that an instructor has a class and they've had three classes back to back, the last thing I'm gonna do is schedule for us to have a meeting immediately after that, that third class. People need a moment of pause. Um, they need to, to feel like they have some sort of ownership of their time. And there's just, there's so much data that shows that so many people get frustrated with not being able to accomplish what they set out to accomplish for the day. And if we as leaders are being a time suck on people's day, this can create tension and anxiousness within our employees, i.e. no fun. So yes, there are some meetings that cannot be avoided. Yes, there are instances where a face-to-face -face conversation is necessary, but I would wager to bet that there's a lot of meetings that are just not needed. And whenever we come together, they're just not productive. They're not helpful. And so if it's something that can be said in an email, then send the email or better yet, use technology, record a video, send it out to your team. 
the number of, of hours that we spend creating these perfect emails with this perfect pieces of information and then double checking the grammar, double check, spell check, okay, period here, punctuation there. If you had just taken the time to create the video, the employee can watch the video at their desk. They can watch the video or listen to the video whenever they're driving home. You're still dispersing the information, but you're letting people organize their day in a way that works best for them. Right. So just just stop and think about that. So how are you how are you helping people maximize their time? OK, so just to kind of summarize and, and wrap up a little bit, I also want to focus a little bit more on you as the leader and you shifting your mindset, because all of this having fun at work doesn't work unless you as the leader set the tone. So first and foremost, be mindful of the words that you speak. So there's a very big difference in saying, oh, I have to do blah, blah, blah today versus saying I get to do blah, blah, blah today. I have to do versus I get to do. Those are two very different phrases. One, you know, is is just kind of run down, whereas the other one inspires and motivates. So think about the words that you're using. We also need to make sure that we understand the difference between deep and shallow fun. And Adam Grant is an organizational psychologist that has talked about this before and done some research on it. So shallow fun is what I was talking about with the foosball. It's playing ping pong. It's it's playing pool. It's it's not, you know, there's a little bit of fun involved, but it doesn't really amount to anything. Deep fun is whenever we are stretching people to think outside of their normal day-to-day -day routines. You're challenging people to be more creative, to be more innovative. And people consider that to be fun. And it's not it's not considered a time suck because they're being challenged and they're being stretched in a positive manner. And then finally, I want for you to assess what is really and truly important for your team and what can you lay down. If you are asking your team to take care of something that is just simply not important, or if you're having meetings that have no value and are viewed as time wasters, then it's a very simple thing. Stop it. Give people the gift of time. It does not cost the organization anything and it frees up people to be the most productive and to use their gifts in a way that works best for them. I mean, that's why you hired these individuals in the first place, no? You want for them to use their KSAs, their knowledge, their skills, their ability to be the most effective. Well, you know what? Give them the space to do that. So what's the bottom line of all of this? Um, if we take the time to look at our work environment and see what we can do to infuse fun, we are going to see an increase in employee satisfaction, an increase in engagement, an increase in productivity. Everything just gets better. But you want to make sure that your fun is going to be meaningful and it's going to be impactful long term. Get together with your team. Ask them what they think. What suggestions do they have? You don't have to be the one that comes up with all of the answers. Many are willing to get on board and they will offer up their own suggestions that can be implemented immediately. But just make sure that you're clear about a budget with the team and empower them to come up with a solution. You know, tell them, look, I know that things have kind of gotten boring and we just we don't seem to really be enjoying our jobs anymore. So what is it that that can be done to just create a little bit of fun? If they come up with the ideas, they're more likely to own it and you're, you're going to see positive results from that. So in conclusion, if you liked what you heard, hit the subscribe button to receive new content. Um, again, I post on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. You can find this content wherever you're listening to the sound of my voice. And again, feel free to share this information with another person in your circle who wants to improve in their leadership. You can take a screenshot and tag me in the screenshot. I love seeing those. And feel free to follow me on Instagram and Twitter with the information in the show notes. 
I do try to post positive and consistent content related to leadership so that you can add to your tool, tool belt. And remember, you are made to be a leader right where you are, wherever you are leading. This podcast can help you level the field of challenges you face while you walk the journey of leadership. Take care of yourself. Take care of your team. You can 1000% do this. And until next time. 